Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Sunday evening. The NBA is done for Sunday. We decided to wait. For, I think there was 13 games today. And uh, wanted to see what the lay of the land was because it's always changing. No games on Monday to get uh, out of the way of the NCAA championship game. So um, we have a little breather here uh, than the sprint to the finish. Joining me from New York City is Tim Bonteps. Hello, guys. I can't believe there was 13 games today. You go to a game 85% of the days of the season. You didn't go to one. I actually was at two different games today. I went to pregame at uh, Jazz Nets to have a conversation with Larry Markkinen, and then I went to watch the Knicks qualify for the playoffs. So that was wow. I thought thought the Knicks were on the road in Washington. Hardest working man at ESPN right there, baby. I I thought the Knicks were, to be honest, I thought the Knicks were on the road in Washington this morning, and I looked at the schedule and said, oh, the Knicks are playing here. I need to go cover their getting into the playoffs. I was going to go to Jazz Nets, which wound up being a great game, but instead I was at the Knicks coronation instead. Is that the only, so basically, I think the Cavs who won against the, oh, first off, excuse me, joining us from Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Joining us from Dallas, Texas, is Mr. Band McMahon. Howdy, partners. I was wondering if I was going to get a little introduction so I could participate. Anyway, is it it is really the only series that's kind of locked in is, is pretty much Philly-Cleveland. I think Cleveland, who beat Indiana on Sunday, yeah. their, 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 their magic number Nick, to clinch four is one. Knicks-Cleveland? What did I say? Yes. Philly-Cleveland? You said Philly. That's it's okay. It's late. We, we know what you meant. We know what you meant. We know what you meant. Until he got smashed by Milwaukee tonight. But first, the action on Sunday. Uh, a lot of things went the Lakers' way on Sunday. Doesn't mean they're going to go the Lakers' way for the rest of the week. Oh, a lot of things went the Lakers' don't, way. Don't back off your parade plans. Come on. <laughs> the, Twirl the baton the, and lead the way. Here we go. The Specifically, Minnesota um, mm. got stunned at home by... Uh, uh, by Portland. I mean, the tank, the tank blazers accidentally won a game, 19 and a half point underdogs. That is now the biggest. I saw, uh, Arias pin stats and info folks said it's the biggest NBA upset in like 30 years. You thought the Mavs losing a 16 point favorites at home to the Hornets was bad. At least this one's not going to cost the Wolves a play-in spot. Woof, woof, woof. Well, there were five teams all around the Lakers. Uh, both in front and behind them that played on Sunday, the Mavericks, the jazz, the warriors, the thunder and the wolves. Okay. We can stop talking about the jazz. Okay. Well, okay. But whatever. That's fair. All right. So fine. Take the jazz. That matter. Well, we couldn't stop talking about it because the thunder keep was anyway, all those teams lost and the Lakers won. Uh, And especially the warriors in front of them Mm. who were in Denver but um, Jokic didn't play third missed straight missed game with a uh, calf issue, which is interesting as we think about the MVP. Um, but wow. we're going to leave that alone for the time being. The point is, is that right now the Lakers are tied in the loss column. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got 38 losses with the Clippers Warriors and Lakers and the Pelicans all tied in the Bond loss Tim's, column. What a finish to that Warriors Nuggets game. I know that Wendy really enjoyed watching that. Let Clay me tell Thompson, you what happened. Dude, Clay had a clean look back rim. Got another look. I think it was a Bruce Brown who got the block shot. It was yes, Tim or Gordon, I think. I wasn't sure who I was yeah, following was it on yeah. Gamecast, like I was, you know, like I didn't have cable. So before we get into the Lakers, which you'll notice Von Temps hadn't said a word because he didn't want to talk about the Lakers. But you've but just been talking for three minutes straight about all these things. This is what I do. Actually, this is what I do. This is what. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't Lakers, impact yeah. the Lakers when five teams around them lose and they win. No, You're right. one, You're right. one team it's, lost. It's, it's a four. It's a four-way tie for the the Dolphins yeah, losing. It doesn't matter. That's what. It's right. the Hoop Collective right. with Brian Windhorst. It ain't with Tim Von No, you're right. I was letting him. Anyway, I'm watching the Mavs Hawks today. Mavericks Hawks, Dallas, what, 800 miles away, Atlanta, at least a thousand miles away. Maybe it's 900. I don't know. It's it goes overtime. You know, we got, you know, we got all kinds of stuff happening in that game. We got Mavericks guys missing free throws. 
We got Kyrie getting frozen out in the fourth quarter. I mean, this or in uh, overtime, I should say. It's it's fascinating. And then all of a sudden, bam, this program is blocked in your area. I Ooh. say, hey, how is that possible? I already couldn't watch the Thunder in my area. I already couldn't watch the Wizards in my area. I'm watching NBA TV. How Why could can't you watch Atlanta, the Wizards? What did I say? The Wizards? Because I'm really in trouble if I said the Wizards. <laughs> you did say the Wizards. Jesus the Warriors. You, well, you meant the no. Warriors Nuggets. Well, you anyway. could just move to a city oh, the where an NBA team is instead of have, living in a city anyway. where well, the three teams are blacked out. But anyway, that's, that's a choice. Hawks, Mavericks blacked out on my screen. Why would the Hawks and Mavericks be blacked out? Because it bled into the beginning of the scheduled beginning of the Warriors and Nuggets game. And I'm not allowed to watch the Nuggets either. And so even though it's 2023, even though we have all this technology, even though there's a new CBA and all this stuff, still not smart enough to figure out that I am cannot watch that game. So I got to follow these games on freaking GameCast. And yeah, I know there's illegal streams that I could watch. I work for a cable company. I don't advocate looking for illegal screens and I, illegal streams and i paid for freaking league pass mm. i should be mm. able to watch the freaking product of these teams that are not in my uh this is why know, not within 500 miles of me i will say this wendy they were kind of looking out for you not letting you watch all of the uh, of the mavs hawks game because my eyeballs still ache both <laughs> teams were bad in that game like, two teams oh attempted to lose that game no one was attempting to win it no no the, that's positive. the thing they were both actually trying to win and just weren't capable like it well, went that was, it went it went an extra five minutes because nobody was capable of winning that game now well, that is what i was saying but okay <laughs> you said they were trying to lose they were actually, anyway was, that was the point i was making but thank you <laughs> the lakers are 14 and 7 since the trade I know Ooh. that they beat Houston on Sunday. I but the last time they played Houston, Houston. <laughs> last time they played in Houston, they lost. So um, the Lakers wake up on Monday morning and Tuesday, since there's no games on Monday, headed into a huge game on Wednesday against the Clippers, where the winning team will have significant edge in getting into the top six. Um, I know nobody, I know you don't like to talk about the Lakers, Bon Temps, and normally I don't either, but I think that it is. Well, you've wanted to talk about the Lakers every pod for the past two months. No, no. So. Listen, because I see what's going on here. I'll, I'll say yeah, this. I, I, when the Lakers are in the thick of things, I'm cool talking about them. I just, I think we shouldn't spend a whole lot of time talking about 11 seeds. So, like, well, the Mavericks the are the yes. ones that are the Mavericks I mean, are the plenty, ones that are out of the certainly plenty to talk, talk about the Lakers. There's certainly plenty to talk about the Lakers right now. I'm glad we got to the actual important part, like eight minutes into the filibuster, because the, this game on Wednesday is going to have huge ramifications. As of right now, with these four teams tied, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pelicans, if they end up tied at the end of the regular season, what order they end up in is going to come down to this game on Wednesday night. If the Clippers win the game, the Pelicans will be fifth, the Clippers will be sixth, the Lakers will be seventh, and the Warriors will be eighth. And if the Lakers win, the Lakers will be fifth, the Pelicans will be sixth, the Clippers will be seventh, and the Warriors will be eighth. So this game, to your point about one of these teams finishing in the top six, you know, certainly whoever wins that game, if they win out, they're going to be in the top six for sure. Um, so it's there's a bunch of we'll, we'll run through a bunch of games that are going to have pretty significant playoff implications this week because you've got two teams battling for something that's one of the biggest ones of the whole week because you know even though these teams in the the, the west play and none of them are that formidable it, obviously if you can lock up a top six seed not have to be in it that's that's a pretty massive thing especially if we're talking about the clippers with you know, trying to get Paul George back and the Lakers with guys that certainly could use some rest and LeBron and AD. I mean, that that extra week off would be pretty massive. More Hoop Collective podcast after this. The basketball and hockey seasons are heating up and baseball is just around the corner and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Make up for lost time. Go enjoy a game. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, 
Download or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Well, what I'm afraid of happening is that there's going to be an unfair situation in the last few days of the season. Now, granted, um, we will, you know, let's just be honest. We've had four or five months. It's not all really about this game, but there's some teams that are going to rest guys and some teams that are going to have a significant advantage. For example, after the Clippers play the Lakers on Wednesday, their final two games are against the Blazers, who are full-on tanking. They did win in Minnesota today, but are full-on tanking. And then their last game is against the Suns, who the Suns are in pretty good position to clinch fourth. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if, uh, if you know, the Suns, by the way, haven't lost with Durant in lineup yet. They beat the Thunder in Oklahoma City. I don't even know who's going to potentially play in that game. So the Clippers would really be in, um, in, in good position if they could win that game because they would um, have, um, you know, a decent, uh, decent position to finish the season. Um, Wait, what's whereas, good position? Good position meaning what? Good position that they – well, first off, they're playing the Blazers. That's good position. And right. potentially playing the Suns the, the team. Lakers are playing, the Lakers are playing the Suns and the Jazz. Uh, both those teams, if they win that game, they're going to be – I they're going to be but the difference between oh, you're, you're, playing the Suns in the last game of the season and the second to last game of the season could be pretty big. I would I say there's basically going to be no difference. I thought you're talking about good position to finish six because Wendy is on the record saying that the Sacramento Kings are cupcakes. Just gobble <laughs> them up, lick, lick the icing off your fingers in the first round and keep on moving, baby. Yes, Wendy said right. it. He said it loud and clear. Those Kings heard you. You want to see those Kings in the first round. The Suns are three losses up on these teams. They're going to have fourth place locked up by Friday. So the the schedule is even. It it all comes down okay, to this we'll game see. Wednesday. Whoever wins that game is going to be. I mean, honestly, the Suns will have a choice to make, frankly, because it'll sort of be up to them in some ways to decide who they want to play, which would be very interesting. Because mm. they won't have any reason to actually play either of those games. Who do you want to play if you're them? I mean, honestly, I don't think oh, if I'm them, I want to play not the Warriors. That would be my goal is to play. Yeah, not the I, 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 mean, I would. I would want to play the Clippers. I'd want to play the Clippers because you're probably not going to Paul get George. Full strength. Right. Yeah, that's true. So I, that's I want true. to play the team that's got its second best player likely unavailable for that series. By the way, just that's real true. quick on the Clippers, um, they had a back to back Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday, they played in Memphis. Saturday, they played in New Orleans. They lost both games. Um, they were up by 20 points on Friday in Memphis uh, in the first half. And then Memphis made a comeback on them and took a, a small lead going to half. I believe Memphis was up by four. Uh, and then the second half happened. And Kawhi Leonard, who had played in the first half and played pretty well, um, just didn't play. Mm-hmm. And it was explained to the media that the reason that Kawhi wasn't going to play in the second half was that he was going to, in fact, play the next night in New Orleans. And for the first time in since he tore his ACL in that playoff series in 2021, he was going to play in a back to back. Now, uh, this is this is unusual on numerous fronts. Is that why you would play in a back to back after all this time? Uh, and that you would play in that back-to-back by playing a half. Um, <laughs> but a couple of the Clippers players were on the record saying they had no idea that was actually the plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, this is what he said, quote, I don't know if anybody knew. Um, Did Ty Lue? That's a pretty important Ty Lue said, I'm not talking about it no more. <laughs> well, that was, his, that was his exact It sounds point. like if he knew, he wasn't a big fan. <laughs> um Norm Powell said, I don't think we knew that, but it is what it is. Um, so <laughs> that was another chapter in the odd Kawhi 
you know, just kind of doing whatever it seems like he wants to do and not always seem having everybody on the same page. Uh, I guess it's not imperative for the players everybody, to know. Everybody on the same page. But, Nobody else even has the book. <laughs> well, so anyway, I don't know what you make of that, but the Clippers lost both those games, and yet they start this week still in the tie for fifth with their destiny sitting right in their hands. So I guess, um, you know, no big deal. Um, as for the Lakers, they remain one of the I, – I have to check all the numbers – to get the update. There's so many games today. They came into the weekend, the number one defensive team in the league since they did the Westbrook trade and not just for the players that they got, but for the players that they sent away. And Anthony Davis is continually having spectacular games. LeBron is putting up okay numbers, but this is really a LeBron, uh, Anthony Davis production right now. Um, as LeBron tries to sort of, you know, get some sort of rhythm. He had 40 on 15 to 20 shooting, 15 to 20 shooting. Man, imagine if and, he played against the Rockets last time out. <laughs> and Austin Reeves got to the foul line 10 more times. All the guy does is get to the freaking foul line. Um, LeBron went to the foul line once. <laughs> uh, uh, well, he hadn't, he didn't, he hadn't earned the reputation that Austin Reeves has over the years. Clearly, clearly. Um, D'Angelo Russell is back from his hip injury, but he didn't do much. But um, I'm not going to take too much into that game. But, you know, Anthony Davis putting up huge numbers. I mean, look, if this was a normal year, I wouldn't be talking about the Lakers. Also, if it was a normal year, we'd be talking about the Lakers potentially being champions as the eighth seed anyway. That has nothing to do with anything else. But it, see, here's the thing. They're not an eighth seed. They're an eighth seed because they played the first 50 games with the yeah, BS Because they played roster. 82 games. Because they played 82 games. Imagine that. <laughs> like everybody yeah, else. Well, actually, they're they're not an eight seed because as of this exact moment, they're actually a seven seed. They're actually, that's true, but they're tied in the loss column for the fifth seed. They can, you know, when you're tied in the loss column, you control your destiny. I'm just saying, if you want to call them a seven seed or a five seed or an eight seed, whatever, there's seven games over 500 without, Le- without LeBron for most of it in the last 20 games. In the Western Conference, that is a meaningful number. It Keeping is. In mind, it is, and they also have played. They feasted on a pretty soft no stretch of schedule. There you go. That's all fair. I'm just saying, like you, if you, if you're disregarding them, you're making a mistake. That's my opinion. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, and I would say that when they made the trade, Bond Timps, you and I basically said, "So what? Maybe they'll be a playing team." They've been better than that against the soft stretch of schedule. All that stuff in there. When they made the trade, we said, okay, whoopty damn do, maybe they'll be a playing team. And then when LeBron went Which down, still like, eh. well, I know, but like we were thinking nine, 10 seed maybe. And then when LeBron went down, we we're like, well, let's see if they're even good enough for him to want to come back uh, late in the season. So they've exceeded all those expectations. I will give them that. Yeah, they have. And, and a lot of other teams have completely backed up, right? I mean, Dallas has completely backed up. You know, the Clippers have fallen off and not played um, to the level. I mean, there are 500 teams. Since the Jazz the gave them players. Trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Who did? All the right. Jazz yeah. Did. I mean, the Jazz, the Jazz, I, the Jazz certainly are a team that would be in the mix if they had been, you know, I, I think it's safe to say playing as hard as possible through the tape. They would be certainly, they'd certainly be in 10th at minimum. Um, yeah, the Jazz the, opted out of the deadline. Bad losses. Yeah, I mean the the Mavs have had some, or the the Wolves have had some terrible losses. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the loss today to Portland. Um, it's uh, you know there there's been a lot of games that um, you know these other teams have dropped and the Lakers haven't, and I, the Lakers do deserve a ton of credit for that. Now at the same time, we could still be sitting here in a few days, and if the Lakers don't win Wednesday and they don't win Friday, they could be ninth. So you know for for all the for as far as they've gotten to this point. They still haven't really done that much. And this, you know, they've got a chance, though, this week, like you said, they put themselves in a position where if they win those two games, and especially they win the game on Wednesday, they're going to have a chance to be fifth or sixth. And, you know, we could finally get LeBron and KD in the first round, which would be pretty juicy. Um, We could get the Lakers against Sacramento on the side of the bracket with Memphis, which then our network will be saying that they're going to win the championship and win the West because it's all laid out for them. (laughs) Everybody will be right in the making the parade floats. 
I don't, I don't um, think that is seeding specific, those predictions. By the way, the difference between the nine seed and the seven seed for the Lakers, the nine seed, when he's going predict to that, predict that they'll win 18 in a row, uh, the seven seed, he'll only predict 17 straight wins. <laughs> By the way, the Kings they have, have, they have put themselves in a position year. to do that. So the Kings have had a spectacular and um, will be formidable, but the Kings defensively are have a weak spot as evidenced by the fact that they gave up 130 something points in regulation to uh, Sacramento or to uh, San Antonio today at home. So that's all. I just, I'm just saying that, you know, they are an awesome offense. They may win every, they may go, they may win four one against whoever the six seed is and put up 137 every game. But you know, defense, I'm just, I yield to defense when I look at the postseason, and so does a lot of people who've been around for a while. That's all I'm going to say about the Kings. It's, okay, first of all, I'm I am tired of you just bad mouthing the. Uh, they they only gave up 123 in regulation oh. to the to the uh, only 123 in regulation to the Spurs, and then another 19 in overtime. 19 points in five minutes. It's a lot of okay. points. I'd like to apologize. I thought they gave up hundred like twenty nine. No, no, just um, they held them. They held them under twenty in overtime, though. By the way, like San Antonio was missing some of their key players too. I mean, if you, yeah, San Antonio told all the good players you're not allowed to play anymore this year. <laughs> um, Both of them. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so I'm just saying, Lakers. In 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 fifth in, in the loss column, keep an eye on it. Okay, can I ask you who the heck is Julian? And I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Looks like Champagne, but that ain't how you say it. I think it's Justin. No, Champagne. That's how you say it. It's Julian. The man had this. Whoever that guy is had twenty six points in twenty eight minutes against the Kings today. You're right, it's Julian. I thought it was Justin. I apologize. Well, a guy who you don't even know his first name had 26 <laughs> points in 28 minutes, and I don't even know how to say his last name. Doug McDermott. So, so I think uh, it's fair to question. Off the I do think it's fair to question the Kings' defense being playoff ready. I, I, I don't and, think that that's going out on a limb. And by the way, in this game, Sabonis played 39 minutes, Harrison Barnes 37, Keegan Murray 35, De'Aaron Fox 38, Kevin Herter 36. They played their normal guys uh, full minutes. I know the Kings broadcast crew loves some rim protection, so I'm sure they're on it. <laughs> All right. So the Suns um, won in Oklahoma City in a good win for them. Um, Shea Gildas-Alexander put up 39 because he's just spectacular. Um, but still, the Suns, when Durant, have played, uh, when Durant has played, are undefeated. I know it's only been, I believe, six games, but it is what it is. They've won five in a row overall. Uh, he had 35 on 21 shots. They shot 57%, which is pretty much what they've been doing with him in the lineup. I think they had won that one game that he came back this last week in his first game. They didn't shoot the ball that great. But every other game, I think they've been well over 50% with him in the lineup. Um, they are, they have distanced themselves and have gotten themselves in good position as Bontemps mentioned, um, mm. for, for getting that four seed, uh, they are, you know, trying to pull something off that is pretty ridiculous, which is to basically have a core together for less than 10 games and go into a playoff series where they're probably going to have a formidable first round opponent and pull this off. But, um, they continue to look very impressive when Durant is there. Uh, they continue to be able to generate just so many possessions where they get they get good looks. Um, by the way, I thought something special that the Thunder organization did today that Monty Williams um, acknowledged. Um, Monty's well, late wife uh, today was her birthday, and the Thunder uh, held her seats that she always sat in um when she when she was going to thunder games when monty was an assistant there when she died in that car crash they held her seats uh open today to commemorate her and her birthday which is just um you know monty just was he got choked up talking about it just you know very class move by the thunder organization um but anyway uh <laughs> then durant went out and cooked them but uh you know bontemps i think the sun's you know, in a in a mixed bag that we're trying to figure out what matters and what doesn't. 
I think the Suns are starting to show a little bit of notice that uh, that this might this might actually have a chance to come together. Honestly, I don't really think that's true. Only other than the standpoint that Kevin Durant's healthy, because look, they're six and zero. But here's who they beat: Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas, Minnesota, Denver without Jokic, and the Thunder. And like they're they've they're six and zero, yes. But like we're not really going to get a chance to see them play one of the teams we're talking about. Now maybe they'll really go all out and play the Lakers and Clippers this weekend, but. Like, yeah, we're going to not only are they going to go into the playoffs of like seven or eight games, but how many do we feel like are really going to show what a playoff series is going to look like with them? Like this is you mentioned how impressive it is. They're going to go into the playoffs basically with a new group that will be untested in any kind of real meaningful game and have to immediately play, you know, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers like I, if I mean, if they can pull this off, it'll be truly incredible because I know everybody's just said, well, they've got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. They're the favorites. And given how the rest of the West looks, it's I mean, I can understand why people say that. But like this is truly an unprecedented situation that that the way they're trying to pull this off. And we just haven't really gotten a chance to like I, it would have been like they played Golden State. They played mm-hmm. Milwaukee. They played Philly. Like, I wish we would have got a chance old a to have. Kevin Durant on the court, but B just to see him play some of these high level teams because they're going to basically walk into the playoffs without having played any of them and then just immediately having to be at the highest level right off the bat. It, it's just, it's a completely wild situation. Wendy, how's that for some urine soaked wet blanket coverage? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Listen, I mean, what I'll am I taking away from them playing the the, the Nuggets well, without well, Jokic and playing I, I, I the Hornets you, you, and playing the Thunder? That's all. You, you make a fine point, um, but what you take away from it is like Kevin Durant's back and he's still Kevin Durant. And today yeah, it's sure. an easy 35, five and five. Um, I'm stealing this from somebody on Twitter, but I don't remember who put it out there. I did double check it, so I guess I can steal it. In the last 25 games Katie's played going back to Brooklyn, his teams are 23 and two. It seems good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think that that is, you know, I think we can say that Kevin Durant uh, is going to make a difference in, in a playoff series. And I'll, you know, you can go back to that. Well, didn't make a difference against the Celtics last year. Last year's Celtics, you're not going to find them in, in this year's Western Conference. Yeah, so I went to I wanted to see what the Suns defense was performing like since the trade, because obviously in that trade, they lost Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Um, they didn't have Jay Crowder, obviously, mm-hmm. but um you know, they, they, they were knew they weren't going to get anything for Jay Crowder because um, they were, I think, sixth in the fifth or sixth in the league before that trade in the game since the, uh, the trade deadline, most of which have been without Durant. So I just wanted to look at what they're piecing together. They're ninth in the league in um, in defense in that span. And uh, the teams that have been better than in the West have been the Grizzlies, who've been the top three all year. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, and the Pelicans uh, or the only two teams in the West. Oh, and the Lakers who are number one. who I mentioned before. Um, so their defense hasn't like what you said, Bon Temps is true. Their, their record, the, um, the, 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 the schedule has not included a gauntlet. Um, but I feel confident that they're going to figure out ways to score. I think their, their question was, couldn't they still defend? And they have been still defending in the game since they lost those guys. And by the way, um, they had other injuries in there as well. You know, in Aiton, I know Aiton's not a wall defensively, but mm-hmm. their He's their solid. backups their backup centers are stepped down. And Aiton missed a handful of games in there with the hip injuries. So, um, if you're looking to to buoy the Suns' um, chances, is that they still have figured out ways to be very good defensively. And Durant is a plus defender, especially. Well, and the, yeah. You know, they're starting five with Duran is uh, defense rating ninety five point nine. Now we're talking about ninety five minutes, but right, like Durant is what their is he their best defender, second best defender? It's a, it's a pretty short list before you get to KD. Yeah, I mean the fact that he can defend the basket and also you know be good enough to switch on most players. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean they have 
you know, Tory Craig is a is a good defender. You know, that's you know, uh, Josh Koji is a good defender. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a step down from Bridges that you're playing those guys the minutes that Bridges had, but. I mean, those guys aren't terrible. And I'm Bontemps is not saying anything because he doesn't agree. But well, Bontemps is what, what do you want? I I mean, what do you want me? What do you want me to do? You're speaking. I'm not gonna <laughs> let me finish. Listen, those Bontemps players, would never those, he would never interrupt. Those those guys are not uh I mean, yeah, I don't think those guys are very good. I do think this loss today for Golden State is a pretty significant one for the Suns. I don't like that matchup mm-hmm. at all for Phoenix. They have nobody to guard Steph. I think the Warriors have guys to at least throw at Booker and Durant. They're not going to obviously stop Booker and Durant, but they have a lot more options to at least wear those guys down than I think Phoenix does for Steph. And I do think that when you talk about them playing the Clippers without Paul George, even a matchup with the Lakers, potentially, I think they match up better. Um, And you mentioned DeAndre Ayton. Part of the reason that I don't think there's much of an issue for them being in the, the, the Denver side of the bracket DeAndre Ayton has always guarded Nikola Jokic arguably as good or better than anybody in the league. And I think they match up really well with Denver because I don't think Denver could take advantage of the issues they have defensively. And I think that they, they don't really have, I think, great options to go at Booker and Durant. So I think this loss today, despite all Golden State's issues this year, Golden State ends up, you know, six, seven, eight in the, in the West, assuming they make the playoffs if they're in the play-in. Um, I think that really is a big benefit to the Suns. And I, I do think, um, I, I would say I would rat like, I think, I don't remember if it was which one of you, I think it might've been you, Brian said, I, I want to avoid Golden State in the first round. If I, if I'm looking at these teams in this pod, if I'm the Suns, that's definitely the team I'd want to mm-hmm. play the least. And the fact that they lost this game and they lose the tiebreakers, if they're in t- tied with but just about any of those teams, um, I think that's a really big development for Phoenix today. It's hard to win a tiebreaker when you can't win on the road the entire year. <laughs> yep, it's true. It's hey, it's hard to make the playoffs when you can't win on the road, but the Warriors are going to manage to do that. <laughs> You're not kidding. At least we think. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. That's also true. Yeah. So yeah. So Golden State should should we be worried about uh, Jokic's calf? I don't know. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like him missing the, all these games. Um, he doesn't do, miss do, games. Do do we think? Do we think that if they were, if it if it was tighter for the one seed that he'd be sitting right now? I mean, probably not. But it, I, it's still not great though. Like it, it's not ideal to have. I mean, calf issues are tricky. I mean, and I, you know, if it had been just one or two games, okay, maybe that's. Um, you know, maybe it's just a, we're going to give him some time off, but you missed three games in a row at this point in the season. It's at least, I think, a concern. Um, and I will say, you look at that game today, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about how Denver's played without Jokic this year. But you look at this game and Michael Porter had 29 and 11. Jamal had 26 and 8. Jamal had some huge threes uh, late in this game. Also played him 41 minutes, which is an indication that he's feeling okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good point. Like Jamal's knee coming back from the ACL, that's been a question all year. And look, obviously there's a lot of questions about what Denver's going to do in the playoffs. As I've said before, I think they have more pressure on them than any team in the league. And Jokic on any compared to any of these stars in the league, when you look at the ramifications of them maybe not having a deep run this year when they've been the best team in the West, when they have a dominant home court advantage, when they are going to be the clear number one seed. But if they're going to get where they want to go, they need Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to play like they did today. If And Jamal Murray in particular, he's got to be something close to the version of what he was in the bubble when they made the conference finals. And if he plays like he did today, then they're going to feel like they've got a chance to beat anybody in the playoffs. And that, that, that I thought was pretty significant that he had a game like this against, you know, a Warriors team that had everybody available was obviously trying to win this game. Yeah, because for a little while there, uh, it, it looked like, okay, hey, Jamal Murray's back to being that guy. And then he dipped for a little bit. So certainly I think if he's finishing the regular season strong, has a you know good rhythm going to the playoffs, that is a big deal. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I haven't spent much time thinking about what Bontemps just said, which is the Denver matchup against the Suns defensively. Because the, the Nuggets have a lot of versatile defenders, but – 
you know the Suns are just going to put Jokic in pick and rolls. They're just going to they're going to they're going to they're going to bring Aiton mm-hmm. up and they're going to make Jokic move. And those guys are going to cause a problem. I hadn't really thought about it. Um Gordon you know, Denver, takes Durant, KCP takes Booker, but yeah, it's uh it's it's about putting Jokic in yeah. as much of the action as possible. Well, look, we'll see if we get there too. I mean, like I said, that was to me that was a pretty massive win today for Denver. I thought I thought if Golden State won this game, you know, going through these final few days of the season, I thought there was, you know, they play OKC, they play Sacramento, they play Portland. So they're probably, you know, they should, you know, they play Sacramento in that's going to be an interesting game. Warriors at Kings on Friday. Kings probably not going to have a lot to play for, but could have a say in potentially who they get. And if Sacramento, if like if Golden State wins these three games and stays at 38 losses, they're going to end up ahead of either the Clippers or the Warriors or the Lakers because they obviously have to play each other. So if they win out, they still have a decent chance to wind up in the top six, could also wind up sixth playing Sacramento in the first round. And that might come down to whether the Lakers can, or the Warriors can actually win a road game in Sacramento on Friday. Um, you know, does, so does Sacramento even count, does it count as a does it count as a road game if you can take a bus? <laughs> Maybe, what, what what's their record in games where they can take a bus? Maybe the problem is they're playing. Yeah. So, yeah, their their remaining games are Thunder at home, at Kings, at Blazers. If they have to win that game next Sunday against the Blazers, I like their chances. Um. By the, the way, Stats Williams is informing me. Stats Williams is also informing me there could be a six-way tie at forty-one and forty-one if we get there. So I, don't, I, have, no, I, I have no idea what the permutations of that would be, but well, I can that tell would you this: be the, interesting. I can tell you this: the Mavericks won't be involved in that because they got forty-two Oof. losses already. What what a season, <laughs> man! Mavericks, Javale McGee and Christian Wood both missed free throws in the last what, McMahon? Uh, last two seconds. No, I, yeah. Hey, listen though, Javel McGee by far his best stint, uh, no, his I, best game with the Mavericks, and in his in both of his stints combined. And then he had a quote. He had some kind of quote about that. Was I, will read, oh, I will read. I will read the quote. It's one of the all-time quotes. Yes. JaVale, this is on Javel going one for two at the line, down one with 0.4 seconds to go. Quote. In hindsight, that's what movies are made of. Not playing the whole season then coming down to hitting those two free throws for the win. Unfortunately, I missed one of them, and it went to OT. Yeah, that move is going straight to DVD. It's not coming out. Bontemp said that movie was going to be called... Bontemp said the movie was going to be called Mid-Level Crisis. You said that. You did, did, I, would never, yes? I would never say something uh, rude about the Mavericks. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's that. relax. It was a good line by Ben McMahon. The one time he's trying not to take credit for something. I also like JaVale McGee showing his age a little bit, thinking that there's still DVDs. There's still a, <laughs> just a terrific well, that's line. Right. That, that, that's how bad this movie is. It's going to something nobody watches anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just read the quote. I, I, I didn't see the video of him giving it because I would love to see the tenor at which he delivered this quote where he said, unfortunately, <laughs> the hard, the hard pivot. <sighs> to and a lot of unfortunate things about Dallas' season. There certainly the last two months. Certainly the last two months. One and four with your season on the line coming off of that home loss to the Hornets. May, who knows? Maybe the, maybe that protest will go their way. We'll see. <laughs> that was hey, a genuine, hey, that hey, was a genuine hey, great line. <laughs> hey, I just realized the, the Mavericks still do have a chance to be in a tie with all these teams with 41 losses. We got to yeah, yeah, pro- tell stats there could be seven teams at 41. The protest, is, the protest is pending. Question given, authority. The T-shirt's been worn. We, we got given, a chance here. Given what happened with that Luca technical last Monday in Indiana, I would say I would say to quote KG, uh, anything is possible. By the way, I had stats looking up. The Lakers have had the eighth easiest schedule in the league since the trade deadline. Just so, just since we kept saying how easy their schedule was, that's how are you, that's what the schedule and, the, and, and then, you know, there's some Fair of those point. like they played so and so without, like they played the Warriors without staff. I know we could be here all they, night going over all but that. But they didn't have For LeBron, sure. so whatever. They, I was going to say, they, they didn't have LeBron. They yeah. put themselves in position. Full, full credit to the Lakers for that, as you said, McMahon. Right. We did not think they were going right. to do that. After all this time looking at the West, we should look at the East. Um, 
Milwaukee comes back from being uh, what the floor got. Uh, they got the floor wiped with themselves. A strange way I said that. That's a, um, they got Boston wiped the floor with them. Yes. They got their asses Boston, whooped on Thursday and they did some ass whooping today against the Sixers. That's right. And um, that the Giannis uh, MVP campaign went quiet the other night, but we heard a lot from old Wendy today, didn't we, Bon Timms? Sure did. Sure did. I haven't made up my mind who I'm going to vote for yet. He just made up his mind who he ain't. Jokic, <laughs> I did not. Hey, Joker ain't even on his ballot. He'll be down the fifth. He'll be down the fifth. I respect, I, first off, I have immense respect for you. Know why Jokic, isn't and I voted for, for him? You know why isn't I voted for, him for Jokic, for McMahon? You know why he's a vote for Jokic? You know why he's a vote for Jokic? You can't watch him ever. He has no idea how he plays. <laughs> never sees him. No, I well, know anything about his game. Him. He That's sat right. out three games, and one thing I know about Wendy: if a guy sits oh, out, games played, much, he's baby. Out. He's, out. Oh. he's out. Start, start, start chipping over that. Start just knocking the ledger down. That's it. That's it. All right, we were talking about the Bucks before I so rudely interrupted. <laughs> before I pulled a Bond Tim's, my bad. I, That's call right. me an old, call me an old man. It wouldn't be the first time. I like guys who play defense, and I like teams who play defense. And if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down by projecting teams that play defense to do well in the postseason. So you're going to um, pick the best team in the league to win the title. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> out on a limb. Here we go. <laughs> Going way no, out I, on you know, limb. I don't make yeah, he, He's already picked the best team in the league to win the title. He's got the Lakers parade playing. That's right. That's right. Well, the reason I respect what the Lakers are doing is because they have the number one defense in the last two Ooh, months. Um, so in this game, Giannis went for 33 points in 32 minutes with 14 rebounds and six assists. Uh, Embiid got in some foul trouble late, and that uh, I shouldn't say late was in the th- uh, early in the fourth, late in the third, and that really uh, made a big difference. Uh, enabled the Bucks to open up the lead, and this puts you know Milwaukee still doesn't have the number one seed locked down. Their their um, their magic number, I believe, is three. But yeah, they're two off getting two to this, go in Boston as a tiebreaker. Yeah, getting or this win. Two up four. Yeah, getting this win was a big one, even though it was on their home court and, and bouncing back. Um, and although Grayson Allen suffered a sprained ankle, so we'll see what, the, what that means. But um, still, as a reminder, uh, what a, a difficulty it is to handle Giannis. And the, the 76ers, uh, just, they just couldn't, they just couldn't, they couldn't do anything with him, which is something we see all the time. And I don't think Embiid played poorly, Bontemps. It just... You know, it wasn't his best performance, and they needed a, a great game from him. I mean, look, they got off to a, a huge start. They shot 67% in the first half. And just, you know, you knew the Bucs were going to come out and play well in the first quarter. They had a couple days to stew over that loss to the, the Celtics on Thursday. And they, you know, they, they got a 31-15 to 15 lead. They took off early on, and they did exactly what um, you kind of expected them to do. But Philly got it. Philly made it interesting in the second half and bead got him back within four Had a really strong third quarter. And then he went to the bench with his fourth foul late in the third quarter and things quickly unraveled the other way. But I mean, look, like you said about two way teams and, and defensive teams, it's been pretty clear for a while that um, at least in my opinion, the bucks are the best team in the league. I know they obviously didn't look very good the other night against the Celtics, but um, I think when their guys are healthy, when Giannis is ready to go, I think he's the best player. I think they're the best team. And I especially think with the fact that we're looking at Boston having to go through Philly or Philly having to go through Boston in the second round and no disrespect to the Cavs and Knicks, but that second round series for the Bucs is going to be a heck of a lot easier, you would think. Um you know, it's certainly setting up for Milwaukee with home court advantage to be pretty clear favorites to get out of that Eastern Conference. And it's going to be really interesting to see, um, given the pods coming out Monday morning, it's going to be really interesting to see tomorrow. Um, I'll be in Philly for Celtic Sixers. And, you know, Philly got beat pretty good twice in Boston, lost a close game in Philly right after the trade deadline. You know, let's see if the Sixers can – get a win in that game and and show that, you know, they can, you know, sort of wipe away what's been a pretty bad matchup for the past couple of years with Boston for them. And, uh, you know, set up what should be 
assuming they both get there, a pretty juicy second round matchup. I'm just wondering what the hell Wendy's doing. He's up there. He's stirring around. Uh, part, of the reason, is, part of the reason this I is was embarrassing was I was waiting for Brian to sit this down. This is embarrassing. This is not. I, I, I think a cramp. Oh, I look. Hey, I look up, and Wendy's got this cool background. Podcasting is is very hard. You know, it's a very <laughs> it's a very clear, clearly. I I was, I was just trying to wait for you to sit down because I thought something was yeah. going on with your audio McMahon situation. Yeah. Nope, wasn't that. <laughs> No, Wendy's got this background. People on YouTube can see it. You know, it's this court. No, this is this clip is not making YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And suddenly the court's wide open. It's like it's like pushing it and transitioning against the Mavericks defense. All you see is wide open floor in the basket. <laughs> I I may need a 30-second timeout here. Every time I sit down, it gets worse. More Hoop Collective Podcast after this. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts, 122 million. For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. H-O-O-P. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Oh, my gosh. Um, Scale of 1 to 10. (laughs) Scale of 1 to 10. I look so strange, right? Scale of 1 to 10. How much, how concerned are you about Harden, who has missed five games in the, in the, I think the last five games he's played, he's shooting 36% from the field. I mean, the Achilles is certainly a concern, um, you know, but then again, he wasn't listed on the injury report uh, Friday. I thought he played pretty well Friday um, against Toronto. I did not see the first half or really, I I did get a chance to clue in on a lot of this game today because I was covering um, Knicks Wizards. But I mean, look, it's a concern, but, you know, Philly being in the three seed, they're almost certain to play yeah, they're locked in. Brooklyn in the, well, they're, and they're almost, they're basically locked into play Brooklyn in the first round. Yeah. That should be a sweep. So you are Ooh, at most of, at mo- well, I see. Sweet, I mean, if you want to say, if you want to say they're going to win, they're going to lose a game. I mean, Philly probably will kick away a game, but I mean, come on, they ought to be able to take care of business against that Nets team with, you know, Nick Claxton at 175 pounds trying to guard Joel Embiid in the paint. Hey, Wendy, at least the built the bulletin board uh, material you provide is like you. They got to get on a plane to get at you. Wendy's talking <laughs> trash about the home team. Man, I guess well, it's, I mean it's got to get on a subway to get you. But just the Nets, the Nets. Uh, uh, I mean, listen, I the Nets have had a nice stretch here to get to stay in the top six seed when didn't look like they were going to for a minute. But your, yeah, your point Joel is Embiid it's a, it's a layup of the it's, yeah, a it's a layup, layup of, a series. of the series. It's a layup of a series. They get a week off. Um, they get a week off at the end of the season or between the, the, the end of the season and the start of the first round. In theory, they're not going to have to play hard and much this coming week if they don't want right. to. Obviously, they're going to want to play well in this um, Boston game. Uh, and they probably are going to want to play hard against Miami on Thursday to make sure they don't have Miami get to six, if that's still possible by then. But after that, they, in theory, can give Harden basically a week and a half off. And if they get through that series quick, they should get more rest ahead of a Celtics series, especially if, you know, the Celtics play the heat and that goes a little long, which I think it could if that happens. So he should get plenty of rest. And as Doc Rivers said after uh, before Friday's game, we've managed this pretty well. 
and he's clean from an injury standpoint. So he wasn't on the injury report. So that says to me, all right, well, then James Harden is good to go. And, you know, we'll see what he looks like on the court. I mean, they've managed it for months, which that in and of itself is concerning. Uh, yep. He's he's well into his 30s with a ton of miles on his tires. So, yep. I, you know, I, I don't think you can just – dismiss it as a concern i agree with you what you're saying they can you know they can rest him down the stretch here you get the play in time you know it shouldn't be that taxing of a first round series um you know i'll the other the other thing though is just with the sixers it's like maybe you can say they're due to get some good luck come playoff time on the on the medical front Maybe we can we can I know the USWB doesn't really operate that way, but let's spin it to a positive. Well, listen, Joel Embiid feels good physically right now, and he, um, you know, obviously they've been managing this calf thing a little bit, but all he's wanted all season was to get to the playoffs healthy and have a healthy playoff run. And knock on wood, they'll get through this next week and he'll be healthy going into playoffs. And you know, like you said, I just hope that we get to see them at full strength because this is a pretty huge postseason for them on a lot of fronts. And, oh, you think? Well, and, and let's see what they, you know, hopefully them in Boston, like again, talk about a team with injury issues. I mean, Boston's had all kinds of stuff coming up over the past couple months. Robert Williams, uh, Marcus Smart's missed a bunch of time with different things. Um, you know, Al Horford's, you know, been in and out of the lineup some. Um, you know, I want to see both those teams healthy in that second round. So that's got a chance to be a pretty epic series of pretty epic stakes. Mm-hmm. So more than anything else, I just hope we're looking at that, you know, three, four weeks from now with everybody ready to go for it. One more thing I want to say about the East before we leave. The Cavs-Knicks series um, looks like it could be a real good one. The mm-hmm. Knicks, as you mentioned, Bontemps um, clinched the playoffs today. Donovan Mitchell has scored 40 points three games in a row, had another 40-point game today against the Pacers. He is absolutely killing just about every night. Um, but the Cavs have not played the Knicks well this year. Uh, they beat them the first time they played back in October when they had a team record for three-pointers. And Kevin Love, who's no longer with the team, made eight threes that game. Um, they've lost the last three times they played, including on Friday, where Julius Randle didn't play because of the ankle injury. Now, I don't know how his ankle is going to be. I would guess there's a pretty good chance Julius Randle will be ready to go for the start of that series. Julius Randle um, was in a boot on the bench today. Ooh. He's supposed to get reevaluated two days before the start of the playoffs. I would be stunned if he great. doesn't play. He, he, I didn't he, say he's, he's not going to. I didn't say he's not going to play. I say he's going to get reevaluated two days before the start of the playoffs. I, Julius, I'm sure will be trying to play, but if that's if you're in a boot and you're not getting reevaluated for two weeks. That's an ankle injury that you're probably going to be dealing with at minimum when the playoffs that's start. That's true. If you are playing, and that's a significant <clears throat> thing. That's true. Um, I think he, you know, you remember he broke his leg in his first game ever. I think it was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Since that injury, he has missed less than 20 games in his career until this. Yeah. He'll, he'll push, this will push him click around that. So, but anyway, that has a, you know, the Cavs have very little experience in the playoffs. Obviously, Donovan does. Right. Very little experience in the playoffs on their roster. Um, they are a great home team. I think they're now 30 and nine at home or 30, 31 and nine after today. Yeah. Yep. So, one of the best home records in the league. And they'll obviously and have the Knicks, home court. And the Knicks are one of the best road teams in the league. The Knicks yeah. are 23 right. and 16 on the road. I mean, the reason they're not ahead of the Cavs in the standings is they're 23 and 17 at the garden this year. I mean, they've really been a pretty disappointing home team. If it wasn't for that, they probably had well over 50 wins. They might've been pushing Philly for the three seed. Well, and you know, one of those Cavaliers home losses, you don't have to go back too far. It was uh, March 31st and a gentleman named Jalen Brunson went for 48 points and nine assists in that game. That's the same Jalen Brunson who was by far the best player in the last series that uh, Donovan Mitchell played in a jazz uniform by far the best player. When Luca was nursing a calf injury and sitting out, Brunson went for 41 and 31. Wasn't so good in game one when worldwide West was, was sitting courtside and, you know, doing a little bit of AAU style recruiting, 
uh, which ended up paying off, at least on the uh, on the Brunson front. But, you know, you've got the whole Donovan versus the Knicks. Donovan, everybody thought he was going to the Knicks. Brunson versus Donovan, and I don't know. I don't know. Does Donovan guard him? Does I don't know who guards him. Who, well, well, I figure I something out because whatever they did last Isaac, week didn't work. I, you know, Julius Randle had not missed a game all year until two days, two games ago when that you know, that ankle injury. Isaac Okoro had not missed a game all year for the Cavs, and he's missed the last three games with a knee injury, which they're just calling knee soreness, mm-hmm. uh, which he suffered an injury during the game, twisted his knee. I don't exactly know what's going on there, but you know, one of the reasons why the Cavs got blitzed uh, by the Knicks last Friday was because Jared Allen was out and Isaac Okoro was out. Isaac Okoro is not going to blow you away on offense, but he is a very good defensive player. So, you know, the Cavs have an injury concern to their starting lineup as well. Um, and he's uh, he's their best perimeter defender. So well, look, yeah, you can. Do, I mean, Nick, no, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, obviously, Jared Allen uh, is a really good defensive center. Um, and if you have Allen and Mobley, like you're going to have a, a legit rim protector on the floor at all times. So that that does make a difference. Well, and it, I this is this is going to be a really interesting series because you know obviously Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are two super high scoring guards, really talented, explosive scores. And obviously the Cavs built around them and they're two bigs, right? Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Well, the way the Knicks play, Knicks are a big physical team also. They've, they're, they probably don't have quite the same high-end talent as the Cavs, but they're definitely deeper and yeah, they've got yeah. a lot and they've got a lot of athletic perimeter defenders that they can mm. throw at those guys that Cleveland just doesn't really have. Between R.J. Barrett, Quinton Grimes, you know, Brunson is an okay defender. Quickly is a de- Emmanuel Quick is a pretty good defender off the bench. Um, Josh Hart. Josh Hart, obviously. They've got a lot of guys that they could throw at those Cavs guys. And with Mitchell Robinson, and it's soon Julius is okay. Um, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein, they've got bigs they could throw at them inside. It's, it's a pretty interesting matchup. And like you said, McMahon, for all the off-the-court stuff too, I mean, it, I'm It'll really excited for that series. It's going to be really fun. And, and really juicy and you know I, it'll be really interesting to see how it shakes yeah. out because those are two like you mentioned the Cavs lack of playoff experience the Knicks don't have a lot of guys with playoff experience either I mean the, the, well, the playoff experience team, that most of them have was was getting embarrassed by uh Trey Young bowing off uh, Madison Square Garden mid- yeah, that's mid- true. now Brunson that's, that's obviously has some from uh from last year but before that Brunson's playoff experience like he was basically benched in Carlisle's last series with the Mavericks. It was a, yep. I mean, at, at the time and certainly in hindsight, it was a strange decision to play Trey Burke over Jalen Brunson in the game seven. Um, but I will say Brunson is obviously a winner though. The dude won two national championships, Villanova. And uh, I think we've seen how much he meant to the Mavericks playoff run last year. You saw it when it happened. You've seen it since. Um, when you see no, what he's had, you've seen the impact. When you see the impact he's had on the Knicks. I mean, a lot of the reason why the Knicks are back in the playoffs this year is because the arrival of Jalen Brunson has allowed the rest of these guys on the team to slot in where they need to be. And everybody's kind of dropped down a rung, and it's really allowed them to play exactly the way they need to, and it's been great. By the way, for trivia, speaking of the ooh, Mavs ooh, and hey, Jalen Brunson. Oh, I didn't know we were doing trivia. Uh, I, I, got a, I was going to fit it in earlier, and we didn't get a chance to. So, speaking of the Mavs. Up. Well, Wendy did cramp up. And now to present today's trivia question, the whiz of the quiz, Tim Bonteps. Mavs obviously uh, in danger of missing the playoffs. Um, in danger. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. Well, they have, I mean, I mean, listen, the Thunder do have a very difficult schedule. Okay. Right, so we'll Stop see. Stop it. Go on. So when was the last, and obviously Houston and San Antonio are fighting for a different sort of positioning. Uh, um, I know this one. When is the when is the last time all three Texas teams have missed oh, the playoffs? Man. The NBA playoffs. Never. Never. Not since the that, Mavericks were in existence in 1980. That is correct. Yeah, that's unfair because like I knew that one. Well, I know, but I just was trying to emphasize the uh speaking of the situation. Um, speaking of tanking for Wembenyama. We're not going to get a, a Texas team or a Nebraska team in the playoffs, Wendy. We're both going <laughs> to have to be on the road. <laughs> Kansas City Omaha Kings haven't made the playoffs in decades. Um, Wembenyama with a incredible play on 
Saturday where he missed a three-pointer. It was a step-back three. Now, granted, mm-hmm. let me just be in fairness. The three-point line is closer in Europe than it is in the NBA. And he got his own rebound and dunked it. Put back dunk off his own missed three-pointer. And what, did, what, what was Bontemps' reaction to this play? Bitching this about classic, shot selection. I, don't, I didn't want to open the door to what goes on in our text chain. I'm sorry. That's on the record. No, except listen. For when I, except listen. when I say stuff, they can get me in trouble. It was an awesome, <laughs> it was an awesome play, but I, I am just fat. I'm, I mean, look, I'm fascinated by Victor Wembanyama on a lot of levels, but like he's a seven, four guy. who's out on the perimeter trying to do these dribble moves and stuff. And it's just going to be fascinating to see what that looks like in the NBA. Like he's just, he's he, just testing the limits of his game, dude. No, I, but what listen, happened was what happened was the the highlight got put on the group text of Webanyama going I had between already, his legs. I had already seen the highlights. It, it was put on the group text. Step, step back three pointer. He was well covered. He misses it. He knew he was missing. Obviously, he followed his shot and he just jumped up over everybody, tip dunk. And um, and Bontem said, "I'd really like it if he shot better than thirty percent on threes." <laughs> I just, it's, like, it's, I, it's one of the most amazing highlights I've seen in the last year, but okay. Well, By the way, I the just, Mavs, the Mavs are up to 3% odds to get, to get Wimby 3% odds. And by the way, they're in the 10 spot in the lottery, top 10 protected pick to the Knicks. That's going to be, that's going to with, with, with the bulls coming to town on Friday, there might be some Mavs tank of Palooza by then. Oh, uh, it's, I mean, it'll be, that'll be really interesting to see what happens in that game. That's a pretty big game this week on a bunch of fronts, but yeah, look, I, He's, he's just going to be truly fascinating to see. Because, like, look, Jonathan Gavoni on this spot earlier this year said he's going to walk in and be an all-star in the league right away. Uh, I'm we'll not ready see. to say that. <laughs> well, I just – it's just – it's going to be fascinating to see this guy try to come in and do the stuff that he's doing in these games in Europe in the NBA as a 7-4 guy. Like, I, it's just – we just have not seen – Anybody he trying is, to do this kind of stuff? Wait, yeah, wait you're not. You're he not is ready shooting thirty-one percent on three pointers this season. When you, when you say you're not ready to say he'll be an all-star, you mean you mean as a rookie? Oh yes, yeah, 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 as a rookie. Yeah, no, okay, clear. okay. Yeah, he's just. No, 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 I'm no. just clarifying. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not trying yeah. to say Victor Wembanyama is going to be a bust. No, 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 no. To be totally clear, I just I'm fascinated to see what that looks like. Like, is he going to be looking like Jabari Smith next year? And like comes on as this, I'm not saying exactly the same, but like early on as a, a thin, big, takes a while to get used to the game, plays better as the year goes on. Is he going to walk in well, and dominate? Is he going to be able to do these dribble moves on the perimeter against smaller guards? Like, it's just, we just haven't also, seen something like this before. Where does he go? Because let's be honest, a lot yes. of Jabari Smith Jr.'s struggles were that he's playing on a team that does not have a point guard. Yes. Right? Totally. And so who, whoever gets women Yama, like if they have cap space, they should try like use that to get a point guard, even if it means drastically overpaying. Like you have well, to it, put him on a roster where somebody's going to run the offense and get him shots. Well, I think it, I hadn't really thought about it till today, but I, I talked to Larry Marketing today for a story I'm I'm working on uh, about how great his season has been, and whether he ends up in Utah or not, I think the way Lowry has been used by Will Hardy in Utah is sort of instructive to what Victor's situation will be like, right? Obviously, Lowry, the first few years in the league, he's bounced around a couple of teams, has had some ups and downs, and mm-hmm. Victor's obviously got a higher scene than Lowry marketing. But you look at what's happened in Utah, Will Hardy has really found, has taken marketing and put him in the optimal positions to succeed, right? Has found ways to run him, you know, put him in sets and run him off, run, put him in, in the best and most ideal ways for him to take advantage of a unique skill set. And I think to your point, McMahon, with a guy like Victor with his talent, like if he gets put with a, in a situation where he can really have somebody lift up what he can do, it's got a chance to be pretty special. If he gets put in a situation where he has to kind of, you know, fight against the tide, it's going to look different. So obviously for many reasons, the lottery next month is going to be awfully fascinating. And I just, every time I watch a highlight of this guy, I just think about how it might translate to the league. And it, I, I just, we just haven't seen anything like it before. By the way, I tell you what, if the Lakers would have kept THT, they'd definitely be a championship team. Dude. <laughs> Listen, man, I can't call him too hyped town anymore. He's been hooping. He had 32 and uh, and eight assists today. Like he's had a bunch of these 30 point 
high assist games. I don't know. Buckets. I don't know what he is, but he's something. Think what else they could have. Think what else they could have gotten uh, for him instead of Patrick Beverly. Listen, it's it's not a coincidence that all these guys have come to Utah and played really, really well this year. I'll say that. Will Hardy has done a mm-hmm. hell of a job and has proven to be a pretty pretty damn good asset that they picked up this year, along with all these draft picks that they terrific got. performance by the Jazz today. Fought very hard and lost by one in Brooklyn. Terrific performance. It's exactly what they're with doing. with uh, with Walker Kessler, the sheriff, going out with a uh, concussion evaluation. So there might be a Howdy Partners jinx. You know, he was the first player guest on the hit YouTube show. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Well, follow me on Twitter, bro. <laughs> are you uh, verify? Are you verified? I don't. I'd have to. I'd have to check at this point. I'm not sure. <laughs> all I, right. For, for for eight bucks a month, I guarantee I sure as hell ain't. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening to the Collective Podcast. Thank you to Bon Temps. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you to Jackson for staying up late. We will talk to you in a couple of days. Adios, amigos. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 